This is a published episode, it just happens to be unfinished. I wanted to at least put out some of the details that have been publicized lately and then leave it as a space to add more to. Also, I'm very sorry it was supposed to be out a week ago, but life got busy. Waka. Hello, I'm B. Nicole, and this is Buried on the Tundra. I wish to acknowledge that I record this podcast on the ancestral land of the Yupik-Chupik people. I acknowledge this is not only in thanks to the indigenous communities who have held relationships with the land for generations, but also in recognition of the historical and ongoing legacy of colonialism. Additionally, I acknowledge this as a point of reflection for all of us as we work towards dismantling colonial practices. So let's go over a few of the facts we know and add in some of the facts that have been found out in the last few weeks to update what is known about Fred Lee's case as of right now. On June 14th, 2022, around 4 a.m., Fred and his wife leave the Spinard Inn. They're unhappy with the hotel, and there is another hotel just down the street. Now, Fred and his wife separate because Nancy needs to take a taxi to go get her phone from a family member's home. Around 4.06, I would assume, 4.10, it says it's about a six-minute walk to the Chelsea Inn. Fred is then outside of the Chelsea Inn. He's there for about 20 to 30 minutes. He had a reservation, but he never goes inside to check in. The next time he's seen is around 6 a.m. He's asking for directions to the DMV at the Holiday Gas Station. Now, Fred needed to go to the DMV because his license was expired and they were scheduled to go out, or at least check in, for their flight at 9 a.m. to fly home to Buckland. Fred was fully clothed and he had a backpack on. The next bit of information we know is that at 3 o'clock on June 15th, Stephen Fisher begins his regular walk on the beach in on the coastal trail. Now Stephen's walking and he pauses because he can hear voices in the bluff, which is very high and it's covered in brush and trees. And he found it very unusual because usually he can hear people on the trail. He doesn't hear people up in the bluffs. And from what he could hear, he believed that they were arguing whoever he could hear. Um, He could also hear both an Alaskan native language and English. He thought that one man might have been on the phone speaking in the Alaskan native language. But he could also hear someone repeating... I didn't hurt her very loudly several times. Now Stephen goes on his way and he walks down the trail and comes back. 
In about the exact same spot where he had stopped earlier, a woman comes up to him and says that she has found a body and that she has called the cops. So Stephen does see Fred's body, and there are two other witnesses, both the woman and another man. But Fred's body had signs of rigor mortis. It was cold, it was stiff. When he checks for a pulse, Fred's elbow won't even bend. Stephen tries to talk to APD while they're there, but they seem uninterested. He even calls them several times. All three witnesses notice that he is not wearing any clothes. All of his belongings are not there. He's face down in the sand. Stephen said that there's scratches all over his back, but there's no injuries to his legs or his feet. The Anchorage Police Department released a statement on June 21st that was connected to the other police blotters about finding the body in KK Park. On the 21st, they said that it was a non-criminal cause of death and the case was closed. Anchorage News finally posts their first article about Fred's death on July 25th. Next, we heard again from APD on August 3rd. They released another statement saying that the medical examiner's report confirms cause of death is non-criminal in nature. Any questions relating to the cause of death should be directed to the ME's office. Now the family contacts the ME's office and they refer back to APD. And again, there are no clear answers. And it's unclear when this following week, but APD released the cause of death as acute ketoacidosis and bronchopneumonia due to acute toxic effects of methamphetamines. APD stated, because this is non-criminal death, we have no further information to share. Fred's death may not have been criminal, but dumping a body is. As of August 13th, the family has found a lawyer who is willing to work with them. They still have the GoFundMe page to put the funds towards a private investigator. As of right now, they have $2,365. Please, if you could donate even the smallest amount, go to GoFundMe and look up Justice for Fred Lee. Also, if you have any information about what happened to Fred between June 14th and June 15th, please contact Shaylin Thomas. No information is too little. Her number is 907-412-1013. Frederick Lee, also known as Fred, was a heavy machine operator, a father of four, and a girls basketball coach. For 10 years, 
he coached the Buckland Lady Belugas and they went to state on multiple occasions. He was also a very quiet man. So here's why I'm calling this episode unfinished. One, if there are any other updates that I can add into this episode, I will. Two, I would like to invite anyone who is listening who knows Fred, if you would like to leave a voice message through the Anchor system, you just go to the description of the episode and there is a link to leave a message. Just click on that link and you can tell stories or any other information you want people to know about Fred. I will screen those messages just to make sure we are not going to have any explicit comments or make sure that they're not anything that shouldn't be put into an episode. But if you would like to, please click on the description and click on messages. You can find case pictures, source materials, and a case map showing you the locations of each of the villages I've talked about. Go to buriedonthetundra.com. You can follow me on Facebook at Buried on the Tundra. You can also follow me on Instagram at Buried on the Tundra Podcast. Like, subscribe, review the podcast on whatever platform you're using. If you'd like to suggest a case, please send an email to buriedonthetundra at gmail.com. Warmest wishes from the coldest state.